previously on Dread and Breakfast. I'm Gavin, and uh, I'm Extraction. Her name is Ava. Hello, my name is Johann von Meissner, but you can call me Hannes for short if this is easier for you, yes. And uh, this is our very, very good boy, Gunther. You're the people that go out and save all these nerds when they're in trouble? (laughs) That film crew that you saw, uh, you don't see them anywhere. It's go time. The helicopter just kind of like flips. Oh, I land. I try to land. Uh, Okay, uh, everyone sound off. You don't hear Emery. No! You see a door. I immediately head for it. You see the letters O-R-C-S. We open in a blizzard. A complete whiteout. Snow pouring down. We zoom into the blank into the void, and we see the rough, snow-swept outline of a helicopter crashed and mangled on the ground. Inside, we see six inhabitants in varying states of consciousness. Marissa. Oh, good. Ava, how you doing? Uh... Not fucking great. <laughs> so the helicopter is unfixable, correct? Like 100% unfixable? Um, I don't think you've had time to figure that out yet. You crashed maybe five minutes ago. And in that time, Hannes has left the party with Gunther. So your mascot and the person who knows how to get places have fucked off, which is... Yeah, hey, wait a minute. Which is great for you. I'm sorry I'm trying to save us here, but okay. No one on the ship knows that. I distinctly remember zero communication between Hannes and everyone That's, else. No, no, no. That no, is not said. true. This is our, like, catastrophe procedure. Yeah. We, like, talked about this, that, like, Hannes's job is to, like, secure the perimeter. Yes, but... Securing the perimeter and oh a door. Let's go see what's in there. Oh, like true. two okay. very different things. <laughs> but yeah, Ava, what's up? Um, so Ava, like she's a seasoned Arctic rescue nerd, right? So I think she like yeah. immediately <laughs> understands how dire of a situation this is. Mm-hmm. And I think like for a second she like lets that panic get the best of her and she's just like in the cockpit looking at the controls and nothing is responding and the Mm -hmm. things that are responding are just telling her what she already knows that everything is fucked Uh, I think she just has like her head in her hands for a second and is just muttering to herself like oh god oh god oh god okay 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 darn it darn it okay okay just just calm down calm down okay okay stay calm we we can do this okay and she will turn to the film crew Hi, so my name is Ava, our unconscious lad is named Emery, and this is Gavin. What are your names? They all kind of look a bit shaken. They sort of don't respond uh, right away. They all kind of like look at each other, and then the one in the center steps up and says, Hi, I'm, I'm Roger. It's not the invasion of Gary's. It's fine. 
don't I wasn't I I wanted to commit to having everyone named Gary but that that was last episode now everyone's Roger <laughs> yeah everyone's no that sounded like hell to me no the one in the middle says I'm Roger the one on his right is named Bill and the one on his left is named Carlos there's no women on this film crew God. no unfortunately not I'm very sorry so like Ava like takes a beat and she looks at each of them like really looks at them she's like Roger Bill Carlos mm-hmm. nice to meet you we are going to get out of this alive so just stay calm we're gonna figure this out okay and you see that they believe you uh, they actually start to calm down. You could tell that they were on the verge of panicking. This seems, like you said, kind of like a worst-case scenario. They kind of look at each other, and then they, they look, and, and Roger's like, Roger. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, damn. And then the other two, like, roll their eyes, and, like, he always does that. Yeah, we got it. Thanks. Ava, like, chuckles at that. Okay, like I said, just sit tight, and we'll report back with a plan. Uh, And I'll go over to Gavin. How's Emery looking? Yeah, Gavin is um, through a full mouth, because he did pull some more snacks out of Emery's pockets. (laughs) From unconscious Emery. Constantly stress eating. Emery's fanny pack of holding. (laughs) The stress eating is real, though. Um... Uh, it's uh, it's not great, um, especially since he's the one who knows the the, the medical stuff. But I've I've seen worse, I think. But he's stable for now. Like we can move him theoretically. As far as I know, I'm not I'm not the medic. Uh, okay, um, we're gonna have to go somewhere because we can't wait it out in here. We have no doors. Um, so. I, why is everyone rolling their eyes at me? Still can't believe we don't have doors. <laughs> I think you guys have, like, emergency tarps you can roll over the door opening. Oh, sick. Then I'm going to do... I'm going to... Okay, so um, I just remembered, miraculously, we have tarps. So, uh, um, Is Ava a clairvoyant? <laughs> yes. I'm having a vision. <laughs> Directly from God. But, okay, Gavin, start taking the tarps down. I'm going to see if Hannes knows where the heck we are. Um, do our radios still work? That's a great question. I would like to try. Okay. You click your radio, and you're trying to talk to Hannes? Yeah. Not base for help? We already tried that. That's right. We did do the SOS. You did try to call on the B team, made solely of Gary's. The Gary team, the G team, if you will. The G team, yes. <laughs> um, Ava Tahanis, uh, status report, please. Where are you? When you uh, say that in, that comes out loud and clear over Gavin's and Emery's radios. I also think it comes over Rogers because you guys were in radio contact with them to pick them up. Hannes, however, you hear nothing. I'm in a metal box. Oh, no. Ava, you say that. You all hear it. So you know that it works. And then you wait maybe, you know, 30 seconds and there's still no reply. I go out. Oh, I check the perimeter. Okay. Make me a pull. 
fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My cool sunglasses don't help me navigate a whiteout condition. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh. oh, episode two. Hello. <laughs> You're doing great. Okay. You uh, start to walk the perimeter. You know that the helicopter is not on ice. Or it is, but if it is on ice, it's stable. You don't feel it cracking or hear anything. This is good. Yeah. You don't really see much in the way of footprints left by Hannes. You climb up on top of the helicopter. You saw Hannes go there, and you know that you should probably be able to find a trail from there. Uh, And you think you can, like, maybe make out just the faintest indentations in, like, the freshly fallen snow uh, leading off in a direction. And it seems kind of strange. You don't really know why Hannes would just sort of, like, walk off like that. Question. Do we all have, like, dog whistles? Or, like, ways to summon Gunter back? Because... Gunter is still with Hannes, as far as Ava knows, and Gunter mm-hmm. might be able to either lead Hannes back to us or lead us to Hannes, depending on the state of things. That's very clever. Thank that you. is very clever. <laughs> I think if someone makes a pull, you guys can all have dog whistles. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Group okay. leader. I want to pull for dog go. whistles. Yeah, go for it. Oh, I have some regrets already, but okay. All right. <laughs> I feel like whistles are like a survival mm. thing. I mean, they had him for the Titanic. <laughs> oh, oh, from the bottom, oh. no big deal. All right, That's whistle. Fine. You yeah. get a whistle. You get a whistle. Gavin, take a whistle. So, does this retcon to mean that Hannes also has one of these whistles? Yes, everyone on the team will have one of these now. Okay, then I would talk to the radio one more time. Hannes, um, we we don't have eyes on you. Um, f- follow follow Gunter back to us, okay? We'll we'll regroup. And I blow the whistle. Right before you blow the whistle, you feel a slight tremor in the earth below. Fucking what? <laughs> Excuse me. It's it's like a like a minor earthquake. So you kind of like stumble, you lose your balance, and like blow into the whistle all at the same time. Is this what the rock nerds were talking about back at the base? Oh, no. And with that, we cut over to Christine. Oh. Hey, Hannes. How you doing? Hello. Um, Hannes is very curious about what he has just stumbled upon. I am seeing this door that says ORCS mm-hmm. on the top, which I don't think I would be familiar with. Not at all. No. So, I mean, Hannes is... He's gotten this far, so Hannes reaches for the doorknob and tries to open the door. So, weirdly enough, there's not, like, a doorknob or anything. There is a small intercom button uh, on the left side of the door. You're in this, like, slightly cramped metal room. Uh, There's a door right in front of you. It's like, there's a door behind you. It's kind of like a heat lock zone. Gunter is with you i believe yes yep um there's a camera up in the far right corner of the room you can tell it's like looking at the place kind of where you're standing like the front of the door Mm -hmm. and you can see red little lights on the inside of the lens so it's like an infrared camera yeah or it has that capability okay 
Cool. I'm I'm going to reach out and push the button of the intercom and I lean in and go, hello. <laughs> Are you just looking at the door or do you look at uh, the camera when you say this? Well, my face is right next to the intercom. I That's think I fair. would probably be like looking out of the corner of my eye up at the camera because like, I have clocked that it's there and I'm hoping that somebody sees me. So yeah, you see it like turn as though it's like focusing and you hear like a, oh, thank God, Mary, who, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't be here. You need to leave. Hello, my name is Johann von Meisner, but you can call me Hannes for short if this is easier for you. This is my dog, Gunther. Uh, we have crashed from our uh, rescue helicopter outside and we're in a dire condition. We have uh, one of our teammates is uh, injured with a, a head injury, blunt trauma. So uh, I'm requesting some assistance. Yeah, buddy. Sorry. Very sorry. Not my job. So, wait, did you say, did you say dog? <gasps> yeah, I said dog, and I also said blunt force trauma to the head. We have a, a human out here that is in, in need of some assistance. And you see the camera turn, and it focuses on Gunter, and you hear, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hey, I think they have Clay's dog. <laughs> oh, no. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, Hannes very instinctively just kind of puts a hand out on Gunter. Oh. Okay. Uh, your dog can stay. <laughs> you can't. Bye. Uh, this is not acceptable. Where Gunter goes, I go. So it's both of us or neither of us, buddy. It's at this <laughs> moment you hear a rumbling, like the oh, no. a, a minor earth tremor, shall we say, is happening. Oh, fun. Hannes. Uh -huh. I need you to make me a pull. Oh, great. Okay, cool. As an cool icicle from the ceiling. <gasps> no, inside the heat lock? This is not the heat lock. This is the, okay, we're building a room to be one room removed from the outside. It's like the room past this will be where the heat is. And this is where, oh, like, oh. does that make sense? Okay, now it does. So okay, I'm pulling I'm to sorry. avoid an icicle oh. falling? Yeah. I don't want to narrate you dying that way so please don't mess no, it up Bob, but if gunter is from orcs then he could be like half cryptid or some shit oh, yes that would be so cool though no cryptid dog yeah <laughs> also that was a successful poll but now i'm way more excited about this plot point okay cool let's go so with this like rumbling that's happening beneath your feet you feel like the earth shake and you hear rather than see they like snap happen above your head and you instinctively move out of the way pulling Gunter with you yeah and then a huge ass icicle just like falls and hits right where you were standing Ooh. shattered ice is everywhere in the spirit of dreaded breakfast can I pick up a very sharp point though? yes of course. Shivs. you have an ice shiv <laughs> Are you are you doing anything with I just I just feel like I need to have something because clearly like whoever's inside is not super concerned about me and like whatever mm. leverage or advantage I don't know I'm just trying I've got nothing here and I'm trying to get something <laughs> So as you bend down to pick up your your stabber Gunter's ears kind of perk up he starts like pulling you back out the door you came in 
Gunther, Gunther, stop. He's really trying for it. He's he's about to break free. Was ist es? Gunther, stop. Um, do I hear anything else from the people on the other side of the intercom? Not right away, no. <sighs> I've still got one hand on, like, Gunther's scruff just to keep him with me and with my other hand i press the intercom again and i say listen we've got a whole group of people outside that are in need of help if you do not assist us then seven people are going to die this blood will be on your hands now i don't know about you but that seems like something i could not live with so if you need us we'll be outside you're not getting my canine but (laughs) we will be requiring your assistance here He's he's our dog. You you need to leave him here, and we'll get him. If he's your dog, then why is he out here with me? And then I head around the other way and open the door and go back to wherever okay. Gunter is leading. The second you open the door, Gunter breaks away and like sprints off into the snow. Okay, then I am going to run back with him, but Hannes is counting his paces as he's running to go back. Nice. Hannes, you're great at your job. Damn. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Don Cushion. You arrive back at the crashed helicopter. You see Ava outside, kind of like leaning against the chopper for like support from that tremor and like just blowing for all she's worth on the dog whistle. So I, I run up and. 334. Ava. Ava, I have found something. Oh my gosh, Hannes, where were we? Why didn't you respond on the radio? Apologies, Ava, but there is a large bunker over there. 300, what did I say? 336. (laughs) Hannes, count of a Christine, didn't. (laughs) There is a bunker 335 paces that way. For some reason, they want Gunther and they are refusing to help us. But there has to be some way we can leverage our way in. Also, I have this shiv now. Okay, great. I, uh, shivs all around, I guess. We can find more. I, if they <laughs> won't let us in, a bunker is still better than freezing to death out here. So d- do you think you can get us back? It would be a little bit cramped, but yeah. Excellent. Um, good boy, Gunter. And I, I give him a, a big pet for leading Hannes back to us. And I, I bust in with Hannes back into the, the chopper. Okay. Okay. Good news. Uh, we found a place to take shelter. Um, so, uh, Film Boys, I think that's your company name, uh, gathered whatever essential <laughs> equipment. And when I say essential, I mean essential. Whatever you can carry on your back and leave the rest here and we'll shoot some other film some other time, okay? Gavin, can you help me get Emery on a sled? We, we're going to have to take him with us. Gavin, haven't at this point created a moderately sized pile of food wrappers. <laughs> looks up and uh yeah uh okay we got a place to go we know um we should we should bring the bags with the blankets and the hand warmers and uh the flares we definitely don't want to forget the flares since we're leaving the primary side of the wreck uh yeah yeah guys if you could grab that and you can grab that and uh let's get going who is in charge of packing up emery i guess it's me I would like for you to make a poll, please. Oh, oh no! Don't kill our boy. Uh, Don't yes. kill our anxious medic boy. Uh, Gavin, if you mess this one up, your life might not be the one that's on the line right now. 
Oh no, I hate oh, no. that. I mean, Can that happen? You've said worse things to me. Is that? <laughs> Have I? <laughs> that makes me sad. No, I'm just saying a, a situation where an NPC dies and I live sounds better than a different situation where I don't live. Damn. All right. You bandage up Emery and like lash him to a sleigh, basically. And you and Bill from the film crew are gonna like pull him. Carlos is laden down by too much photography equipment, Ava. You can already tell this, but Oh no no He's insisting that all of it is important and that the footage that he took is irreplaceable and his magnum opus. Carlos, you know what's more irreplaceable? Your life to your family. Drop at least one of those cameras or we're gonna have a problem right now. Carlos looks at you and says, I don't have a family. This work is my life. Then give me one of them. You can't carry all of it. He gives you one. Throw it on the ground. Yeah. Throw it on the ground. <laughs> you can take the memory card out if you want to be really nice. Why are, I, why, do you, why are you so anti-Carlos having this camera? I don't know. I feel like this could come in. And because we're t- in a survival situation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like... You don't need photography equipment. <laughs> you should be bringing the memory cards, if anything. He, he whips up the camera and takes a photo of you with the flash and is just like, this is the moment that I've been waiting for. <laughs> These are the shots that'll win me Miami. Hadis is like, come on, we've have, we have to get to the bunker. Why are you <laughs> messing around with the camera? Just put it around your neck. It's on a strap. Let's go. <laughs> so you all eventually, with some trials and hardship, make it to the bunker. Like, you're all basically having to, like, hold hands and, like, listen as Hannes shouts at all of you the direction and also the number of steps because you can't see more than a foot in front of you. The snow is falling so thick and fast. How many flares do we have? And can I make, like, a flare trail from the helicopter to the bunker so that one, we can find our way back and two, if a rescue squad flies over there's more than one flare to look at or is that a dumb idea? Mm. That might be a dumb idea No, this is a good idea if we have adequate flares Uh, Well, you have at least one flare gun I have one flare in my flare gun and I'm saving that We're talking like road flares You probably all have at least one I think if someone would like to have more than one make a pull I'll do that because I used one already. So yeah, I'll pull to have another one. Sure. Oh, it, it's Hannes, Hannes, road This flare, is a utilitarian thing to pull for. Yeah. <laughs> very that's, on brand, honestly. It's very Hannes. Excellent. That's so Hannes. <laughs> if we all have one, and so does Emery, I think every 100 paces we pop another flare so that yeah. the, the G team can find us, you know? The G team. <laughs> and then I would put one like right outside the bunker too like here oh, we they, are oh, sorry orcs <laughs> oh you have no idea the ire you're you're causing right now um, i'm trying to live like that's fair <laughs> but no so once we get in there ava's gonna look around and just kind of turn to hannes and be like is this facility on any of our maps i've never seen anything like this before hannes walks up to the um before you can even push the button you hear uh you hear Yo, yo, German guy, what the fuck? 
Yeah, it's me. I'm back again. And you brought more bitches in our place? What is this horseshit? First of all, there's no need of this kind of language for my cohort. Secondly, you see this man here. He is going to die if you don't assist him. So I don't know if there's some sort of Arctic code, like there's a bro code or something, but (laughs) no man left behind, yeah? Sounds like not my problem. Again, you can leave the dog and then you can leave. These are... Scheiße, absolutely not. Let us in immediately. Hannes is starting to lose his cool. Hannes... I guess this is this is a fun thing. Hannes, you're losing your cool. Make me a pull from the tower. Oh, yeah, no. because this man doesn't see very clearly that there's a life on the line. <laughs> this man is a Oh, this bitch. man very clearly does see that. Oh, 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 oh. Well, the fact oh, that he doesn't oh, care yeah, about yes. it like just doesn't make sense. Like this isn't computing that this man doesn't understand what's on, at stake Ooh. here. Yeah, tower's spicy. Yeah, well, so it's Hannes. Hannes, <laughs> you're really, like, freaking out. You know, your blood is boiling, and you feel like you're about to break something. Before you can do anything, you hear over the speaker uh, a different voice. Maroon, cut it out. Let them in. That guy's fucking dying. Yeah, sure. Why don't we let him in? A bunch of civvies when we're in the midst of a fuck. <laughs> and a brief and very pregnant pause happens. Oh. And then you hear like a, uh, and the door kind of like open just a little Ooh. bit. Before we go in, I look at Gunter and I, I look him directly in his eyes and I say, heal. And then we walk in. You're in a very small corridor. There's basically nothing to it. There's like fluorescent bulbs in the like upper corners of the hallway, like every 10 feet or so and you only see like two of them because this corridor does dead end very quickly into another door which is also open this one is like also made of metal but has a doorway in it that looks like it's not like bulletproof glass but it's like that kind of glass that has the metal chicken wire in it oh similar to what was in the kalamazoo yes This door is open, so you push it open. You're in a much bigger room. Coats and cubby holes line the whole thing. It looks actually kind of like your base's go room. Your, like, mud room where you would store your, like, your jackets and your boots, like when you just get in from a mission or something, if you wanted to change. In this room, you see two people sitting behind, well, one sitting, one standing, behind a front desk right in front of you past the reception desk is another door it's black there is a blue door on the right wall and on the left wall there's a red door Ooh. there's a man behind the computer screen with their head down and a woman looking up at all of you and she says hello uh, I'm so sorry uh, what can we do to help I have a question. Yeah. Can you describe the clothing that these people are wearing? I would love to. Uh, The woman is wearing, I mean, they're both wearing like polos or whatever. And I hate polos. They're not wearing polos. No one wears polos in this world. (laughs) Every polo that ever existed ever was burned years ago in the great purge. (laughs) The polo purge. The polo purge. And I loved it. I reveled that day. Uh, No, they're wearing like uh, sweaters and things and khakis and stuff. 
But what color? <laughs> oh, well, the woman's is a blue sweater, and the man, he's wearing like a red t-shirt. It's pretty warm in here. You guys are getting kind of toasty. Oh, is my shiv melting? Oh, oh your no. shiv is like just not even going to be a thing in like Dang. 10 minutes. Better stab somebody quick. Yeah, use it now or forever <laughs> yeah. hold your peace, Hannes. I think I would just kind of like shake my hand of the water in the red guy's direction. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you're you're like blessing him with water. <laughs> he looks up, glares at you, and then he sees the film crew behind you, specifically Carlos with all of his cameras, and is like, whoa, 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 no cameras. He looks over to the woman. He's like, Sky, you can overrule me on the dying guy. I, whatever, fuck it. But uh, cameras. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, um, do you have a medic or something? Can we deal with that first? The guy kind of looks over at the uh, woman, and she she says, "Oh, oh, right, right, right." And she she runs over to one of the cubbies, grabs like a red bag with uh, with a little plus sign on it, and runs over and starts. You can see administering like fairly basic first aid to Emery. So Ava's been in the back, like, making sure everyone, like, gets in and shit. Mm -hmm. um, and she's, like, keeping, like, one eye on this bitch, making sure she's doing her job correctly. Mm -hmm. And then we'll, like, walk up and, like, address, uh, what's his face? Maroon, you said? Yeah. Hi, my name is Ava, and we That's are- That's great. What camera? And he holds out his hand for it. Do we have, like, a name that I can drop for, like, our- base come you know what i mean sure. like are we well no do you want me to come up with it or do you guys want to come up with it <laughs> gary's are us i don't know i was gonna say alpha complex but yeah gary zone the, the gary zone's pretty the alpha gary alpha gary <laughs> <laughs> right so as i was saying we're all with base alpha gary and we we're on a rescue mission at the moment and who exactly are you? Because you aren't really anyone that we're familiar with, nor are you registered with the Arctic Base Association, the ABA, not to be confused with the hit band up. <laughs> <laughs> Honest, like, holds up a fist in solidarity with his Swedish brethren. <laughs> Dancing queen plays in the background somewhere. Um, so, no, we're not registered anywhere we are a top secret government base hi welcome you're all on government property now cameras please which government it's a valid question that is a very valid question i'm not really at liberty to answer that again cameras please this is the last time i ask nicely are we to understand that they will be returned to the crew when the snow subsides? They will be returned to you when you leave, yes. Are you here waiting out the storm? I mean, the alternative to waiting out the storm is to go back into it, which would mean certain death. So, yes, your hospitality is greatly appreciated. Um, Carlos, is it okay? Carlos is eyeing the man skeptically. It doesn't seem like Carlos wants to give up the cameras, but Carlos also doesn't want to die. And eventually, Roger pats Carlos on the back and says, come on, they'll give him back. And Carlos is like, 
just don't delete any of my footage. It's really good stuff, okay? <laughs> and he is like handing over his, he has like three different cameras. I, I think Ava's just like watching everything, like mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. protective mom ask, like, is Sky done working on Emery? Like what? Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm sus. So Sky is has finished wrapping up Emery's head. She has changed the bandages that Gavin put on. It doesn't look like Emery's waking up anytime soon, but it also doesn't look like Emery is dying. Cool. How is Gunter reacting? Gunter is kind of excited. <laughs> Gunter's like happy, but also kind of like antsy antsy and like gunter isn't like oh new place scary gunter's like ooh playground what can i mess with that that checks out he's a good boy but he can be a little bit rambunctious (laughs) hannes goes over to sky and says may i use your facilities if you would please point me in the direction of the nearest one thank you (laughs) sky looks over at you and says oh um very sorry uh but i don't know that you're allowed past this room right here if if you could if you wouldn't mind waiting we've we've already called for someone uh and they 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 should be here soon yeah well you know a quicker way to figure out if we are allowed or not is just for us to go and to see what happens no (laughs) that's not happening Sky says, "We deal with a lot of uh, a lot of really dangerous and contaminated items, and we really oh, do you know? And we really <laughs> don't want any of that to get out or cause harm to you. So it's really it's really for your safety as well as our you know security that you stay here. I will say one of the things that you guys also see in this room that wasn't apparent at first because it's kind of like." They're kind of cluttered. They seem like maybe they're not super used. They're kind of like covered with, you know, gloves, coats, hats, that sort of thing. There are kind of like built into the walls what looks like pull-out laundry chutes. Oh. There's like some of those, but they don't how, seem to how, be for how, clothes. How big are those? Like, could you could you fit like a person in, in, in <gasps> one of those? Dare. Uh, don't you dare! Don't you dare, Hannes! <laughs> this is just this is just Christine asking. I, I'm not saying Hannes is asking. You're gonna slip and slide down into like hell. Like I, you Christine, can't. Christine is just curious. Hannes <laughs> hasn't asked anything. So yes, there is specifically one that you could probably fit a person in. If one of you wants to yeet yourself down a, a laundry chute... <laughs> Absolutely no, not. No, yeah, but it's good to know if we've got the option to. So there are some that you could fit maybe just a small jewelry box in. There are others that get, you know, like book-sized. There's actually quite oh, a few that are book-sized. Shit! Um, Wait! There oh, are that's some cool! that are... Maybe like the size of, oh, I don't know, like a shoebox that maybe you may or may not put a haunted doll in. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. There's ones that are like big enough to fit like a suitcase. Like a mellophone case. Yeah, a metal box, maybe. <laughs> That's a standard unit of measurement that everyone that listens to our mm-hmm. podcast should be familiar with at this point. Uh-huh. There's two of each shoot size 
and they're usually like on opposite walls and one is red and one is yellow. Oh, interesting. I don't know what to make of that. Okay. Ah. There is one more thing. In the back two corners, there are shower heads and you you notice like shower drains. Like the emergency ones? Yeah. And the reason why you didn't notice this is because they're being used as like coat hangers. Like coat hangers are being hung on them and coats are being hung up there. These seem oh. like very much not OSHA used. would not approve. OSHA would not, but OSHA's not here. Is it perhaps like their containment procedure hasn't been updated in five years? Maybe and... their containment procedure hasn't been updated in about five years <laughs> oh, and they're a bit no. lax. <laughs> This is not boding well. What have we stumbled upon? Well, if we're going to be waiting here for a while, I guess can can we each claim a cubbyhole? And Ava will go to one of the the chutes and go to like open it. <laughs> is it the person sized chute? No, it's it's we'll say the mellophone one. Okay. Are you looking like you're gonna put something in it? Yeah, I'll have like my hat or my scarf or something. Yeah, you do that, and Sky looks at you and it's like, "Oh no, no, no! Uh, I, I, I wouldn't do that. That's that's not a that's not a locker. If you want to see your scarf slash hat, ambiguous, amorphous, warm thing again, <laughs> don't do that. So then, what is it? It's not a locker. That there's a locker right there, and she directs you to one. That's oh, you mean shit. this one? And I go to t- touch the other shoe next not, to it. No, 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 no. <laughs> All bad. All bad. No, 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 no. And Maroon is just like, they're fucking with you, Sky. Sky, they're fu- <laughs> this is why I didn't want to let them in. We should just let them die out there. Like, fuck. I have a question. Yes. How many lockers are there? And can I assume that that's like how many people are in this space? Um, There are about 50 lockers. And you would assume that there are less people than that here because it looks like many of them are not filled or like not used. Okay. If you're going based on lockers, somewhere between like 15 and 25 people. Well, regardless of cubby holes and lockers and things, how long are we going to have to wait? Because we appreciate you rebandaging Emery here, but he's going to need more urgent medical attention after a while so (coughs) would you like a cough drop (laughs) (laughs) no uh thank you uh yes we we can provide that i'm just waiting on someone to uh let you and at that moment you see the blue door burst open you see a rather like ragged looking man burst in they look tired there are bags under their eyes they're dressed in like a blue button down that has like the top three buttons open and if there ever was a tie there it's gone and god damn it sky what what's going on is it uh, is it sky uh looks over and it's like oh captain indigo uh yes (laughs) (laughs) yes He's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, these these are the people I was telling you about. They they found our front door. <laughs> and Captain oh Indigo just kind of looks at all of you, takes a deep breath, <laughs> and just lets it out. Okay. Okay. Huh. <laughs> 
Which one of you is in critical condition? I shouldn't ask. It's the one lying down. Got it. <laughs> All right. I'll take that one, pointing to Emery, and one other person in for treatment. The rest of you, I need you to stay here. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Indigo, did you say? Why can't we Captain all- Captain Indigo. <laughs> Hannes loves this man. <laughs> does does Gunter react to Indigo at all? Oh. Gunter kind of seems to shy away. Oh, oh, no. Maybe maybe Hannes doesn't love this man. <laughs> just slightly. It could be just the way he burst in the room. Well, then, if only one of us can come in, can we request some blankets, cots, maybe some complimentary cocoa while we wait out here in your reception area? Mm. You see Indigo think for a second. I mean, if it makes it easier, we did already radio and signal to our B team. Oh, I'm sorry, our G team to come find us. So uh, we probably might not be here for too long. You see the man's eyes just like bulge for a second. Yeah, I thought so, you nerd. <laughs> you did what? Oh, it's our, our standard emergency procedure. See, it, I don't know if you heard this part, but we crashed in the middle of a polar vortex and we're fighting for our lives. So it is a miracle that we made it this far. Okay. Um, how, how do they track you? I don't know that I'm at liberty to say. Sir, <laughs> I perhaps we could continue this conversation in your office while again Emery gets treatment. Hell right. Yeah, so, her, Hell yeah. Her boy, Emmy. Huh. Maroon, you're taking Emmy. Take him to get patched up. Sky, you take everyone else. Uh, take him to the hall. There's there's nothing there that they can't see. Captain. I'm sorry, I didn't Ava. get your name. Ava. You wanted to talk? We can meet in my office. It's just through this door. And he gestures at the blue door. I make like eye contact with Gavin and Hannes of like, you got it. Like, you got this. And they'll like turn and follow Indigo. Bye. So, Hannes and Gavin, Ava leaves through the blue door with Indigo. The man named Maroon is carrying Emery out the red door and sky is kind of inviting you in through the black door behind her yeah i follow okay are we bringing the film crew with us too yeah the film crew is roger coming bill with you guys. and carlos roger bill and carlos any roger bill or carlos <laughs> the hallway that you enter is pretty nice it's lined with glass walls it's to what looks like conference rooms one on your right and one on your left. And then at the other end of the hallway is another uh, door, which she leads you in. And it's a small cafeteria. It's not as big as the one that you have back at your base, but they have like a little hot chocolate bar so where there's posh. lots of different flavored hot cocos. They have different flavors? Yeah, they have like Damn. mint, they have cinnamon, they have chili. French vanilla? French <gasps> vanilla. Yes. The best one. Uh, cucumber pickle melon. Ah. <laughs> hmm, don't give me too many ideas No, here. Fab, yeah, no. Christine makes real all the <laughs> bullshit. You can't say that. I know. She's going to sit you down. Oh, yeah. It's, um, I'm really sorry about all that. Uh, Maroon's 
kind of an asshole and <laughs> really strict of following protocol. Yeah, he seemed like quite a bit of an Arschmeet Ohren. Yeah, what whatever you said, big guy. <laughs> and uh if you if you still have to go to the bathroom, uh there's there's one in the back over there and she kind of points where like the cafeteria area is, like where you would get food behind there. And she's like, so if you need, if you gotta go, you can, like, I trust you. You're, you all seem Aww. really nice. I'm, I'm sorry about all this. We're just, you know, it, it, it's stress, you know, a, a blizzard and, and stuff. Donka, Hannes would maybe signal to Gunther to stay with Gavin. And like, he just immediately goes towards where she was pointing. Yes, explore. I'm ready to explore. I want to get my uh, bearings. Is there anyone else in this cafeteria? Uh, at the moment, it doesn't seem to be, no. Okay. Hannes, you go back behind the serving line, and there is a swinging double door that leads you back into a kitchen, and then there are two doors. There's a unisex bathroom and another door. What color is it? Uh, it doesn't have a color. It's black. Well, I guess that's the color. Is there anything that uh, might be useful for Hannes to take here? <laughs> There's not a whole lot. You could grab a big pot. Something easy to conceal, though. I like. I don't want to be cliche, but like, yeah, I think that he would maybe look for like a knife or a serving fork or something, just because like, I don't know. I'm not digging this whole vibe of this place. There's probably a carving fork around. Cool. I'm going to take that. I don't know where you put that on your person, but you have um, it. Probably in my boot. Ooh. Okay. So yeah, you have a, you have a carving fork in your boot terrifying and yeah you see like a bathroom door and you also see like like a walk-in freezer refrigerator kind of zone and then you see this other door that is black and has no distinguishing marks on it i'm gonna look back over my shoulder and is sky still there what's gavin doing like if i slip away for a second am i gonna be detected Sky definitely thought you were going to the bathroom. So like Aww. she's not thinking like you started walking off towards the bathroom and you see like a nice upstanding kind of guy who would not go and snoop in her <laughs> secret place. Cool. All right. I am going to go through that door okay. for sure. Yeah. Ooh. Or at least peer like is there's no window or anything. There's no window or anything, but you could like crack the door and like peer through Scooby-Doo style. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You see a pitch black corridor. There are no lights. At the opposite end, you see a door that is backlit and you see like a fingerprint scanner and like a retina scanner. I think having thought about how there was a camera at the entrance, Hannes is just going to like very slowly close the door again, mm -hmm. taking a mental note, but is going to go rejoin the group in the cafeteria. Yeah, you start heading back towards everyone else, and we thwack back to <laughs> hey! Ava. Ava, you've just walked into kind of like an L-shaped corridor. There are doorways lining the walls. Each one seems to be into a different kind of office. They all have different nameplates. You see Cerulean, you see Indigo. That's the one you're going towards. Um, you see all other types of names. They all seem to have something to do with like blue. You see like sky. You see like deep. Um, <laughs> deep? Deep blue. This is bizarre to Ava. Yeah, these people seem really into color. It's strange. 
Indigo opens the door with his name on it, and you you can kind of tell this man seems on edge. He opens the door, turns on the light, and you see it's just completely trashed. Oh. This like nice wooden desk is like overturned. Papers are everywhere. There's a tape recorder that's like smashed on the floor. And oh. he goes, right, okay. And he <laughs> turns off the light, closes the door, and you walk five steps over to a door labeled Sky. And it's a very nice, pristine office space it's a baby blue wallpaper it's like got wall decals of clouds there's a salt rock lamp in the corner that's on and he goes and sits behind the desk and gestures for you to take a seat so rough day and i sit down you could say that yeah very much so well, I'll be honest, there's quite a few days I feel like dumping coffee on my boss's face, but very rarely do I actually indulge in those fantasies. Um, are you okay? Yes, he says, and you can tell that this man's lying through his teeth at you right now. Yeah, I figured. Um, but yeah, she'll sit down. She's just like casually looking around. Like there's no like papers on the desk or anything that would give me a hint as to like what this is is there it's okay if not there's not but something you do notice while you like look around you notice that he left wet footprints on the carpeted floor wet yes like with water yes how else does wet oh i guess blood okay that's fair that's fair that's (laughs) fair there are lots of wet (laughs) like with water is his person wet at all no, it doesn't seem to be. Damn it. Okay. So I, I do want to start with an apology. I know that we might not have been the most polite back there, but it was a matter of life and death for us. And we are genuinely grateful that you have taken us in under the circumstances. You were dealing with Maroon. It's it's fine. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Nobody likes him. That's why he has desk duty. He was probably the most openly hostile human I've ever met in my entire life, for sure. Um, Is Maroon his real <laughs> name? <laughs> uh, well, it's his agent title. It's um, it's his name here. And wh- what exactly is here? Oh, right. Sorry. Welcome to Orcs. Yay! And he claps. <laughs> we are the Oddity Research and Containment Specialists. You won't remember that later. That's fine. The goal is for you not to. Right. I won't. And she winks. Remember that. Wink. Later. Wink, wink. <laughs> so you're based in the Arctic because you're studying oddities in environmental structure, global warming. Yes. Do you also research perhaps um, unusual animal... uh, uh, At this uh, moment, (laughs) uh, an earthquake happens underneath your feet and you see him visibly panic for a second. And then he grabs his radio and he goes, status report. 
He's still contained, sir. Not sure how much longer, but the door's holding fast. <laughs> Let me know the moment something changes. He goes, ah, sorry, like I said, long day. Uh-huh. Um, and again, forgive me, this is a little forward. What in the flim flab flivets was that about? Who is he? Where is what what is is I what? He isn't someone that you need to worry about. That's more my problem today. You could say you caught us at a bad time, Maroon notwithstanding. <laughs> you all should be safe up here on this floor. I would recommend that you impart this to your team. Stay in the mess hall, stay in the dorms, wait out the storm, and then by all means, take off. Your rescue signal that you must be broadcasting won't work in here, so I don't know if your help will be arriving, but you're certainly welcome to wait out the storm here. That's what I got for you, kid. I... That's where I'm at. We're like, this, we're like the same age, aren't we? Like, yeah. Ava is middle-aged, and I always pictured Indigo to be like, I don't know, 40? Yeah. He's just a patronizing asshole. All right, cool. Well, thank you for your advice, and we'll be out of here as soon as we possibly can. I couldn't help but notice that you said we should be safe on this floor, what do you propose we do if it turns out that we're not? And then he just takes a long sigh. <sighs> Run. Probably. Into a polar storm. Yeah. I like your odds in the polar storm. <laughs> oh, good. Um, could, could you escort me to the medical wing? I just want to check in on our cohort, if that's all right. Sure. Yeah, that's not a problem. Uh, and he stands up and he's like, I'm sorry you're seeing us like this. It's it's not our best. We don't usually take visitors, though, so I'm kind of sorry you're here at all. But I'm sorry you're seeing us this way. The feeling's mutual. Usually we're not as disheveled. And as she goes to follow him, Ava like will hesitate for like a second. And then she's like, Okay, but is the he a yeti? Because I, I, I do, I do yetis count as an oddity because I definitely, definitely, like last month, think I saw a yeti. Does that count? Do you, do you guys do that? He kind of smiles and has like a, a really tired, like grin on his face. He says, yeah, yetis exist. You can't quote me on that. I will deny it to my dying day. The thing downstairs is not a yeti, but. You say you saw one weeks ago? Ava looks ecstatic. <laughs> yes, we were near one of the glacial inlets, and it was just on the horizon, and it was very, very big, and everyone kept telling me it was Hannes in a coat, but I know it wasn't Hannes in a coat. <laughs> he seems to think for a second and says, that matches up with our timeline of events. Yeah, you, uh, oh! congratulations, <laughs> you probably saw a Yeti. Would you like a sticker? Actually, yes. He goes back behind Sky's desk, pulls open <laughs> the top drawer, and gives you a small little, like, gold star sticker. 
I put it on like the band of my sunglasses as a badge of honor. Nice. <laughs> From captain to captain. He, he kind of nods at that like, like, nice one. Have I made a new best friend? Like, this is delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Ava thinks it's her best friend. Yeah. Indigo, not so much. <laughs> you open the door to leave and you're going out the hallway back the way you came and someone comes like running up from behind you it's a a short kind of like mousy haired man they look at captain indigo and they kind of like salute really quickly and hurriedly and then go uh cap captain weather report sir and indigo it's like yeah i know it's a blizzard i looked outside philip it's it's fine philip (laughs) excuse me what color is philip yeah what what color is a philip Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Hold on. I wrote down a bunch of fucking names. <laughs> Philip is my favorite color. Roy G. Biv Philip. <laughs> He's on another wavelength. He is a- if oh! you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> yes, Burgundy. I know there's a snowstorm outside. Burgundy goes, yes, Captain, but it doesn't look like it's going to stop for several hours, sir. We could be in a whiteout for the better part of half a day. Excellent. Indigo's eyes just kind of like drain. And he says, the door won't hold that long. You feel another like tremor. (gasps) Kind of like shakes the whole building. (laughs) Ava, give me a pull. Okay. I don't like this. Careful while you're pulling if there's earthquakes happening. Oh, that's a good point. Look out. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Come at me. Well, uh, there's nothing coming at you. Just in that moment, there's like a fuzzy feeling in the back of your head. Oh, no. Oh, no. And you hear a voice that says, He's lying to you. Thwack. We're back to... Hannes. Wait, wait. Hannes and Gavin. <laughs> no. Hannes, right as you join back up with the table, you all feel like an earthquake and the, the silverware on the table rattles and some of it falls down and you see Sky get visibly panicked at this. It only lasts for about two seconds and then dies down, but you see her getting like freaked. Uh, Gavin is going to grab for another bag of chips or whatever's closest. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, do you, do you know what's going on? Why it's shaking? That doesn't seem, um, that, uh, that doesn't seem quite right to me. She, uh, she looks at you and it's like, oh, you know, tectonic plates and seismic activity. In this area of the Arctic? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy. We're on a, an, a wholly undiscovered fault line. And Gavin, yeah, you get kind of a fuzzy feeling in the back oh, of your no. head, mm. and you hear a voice. What if I don't want to? Oh, I'm sorry, but you do. And the voice says, "That's a lie." Oh, oh no! Do I recognize this voice? No, you've never heard anything like it before in your whole life. Well, that's unsettling. No one else seems to have heard it. Cool. Can I? telepathically speak to this voice? Can I, like, <gasps> think a question Ooh. and not say it out loud? Be like, 
Who? What? What? Who's there? Yeah. Make me a poll. Yes, Do it. You got I it. love you got this it. instinct. Yes, Gavin. Yes, you are one smart cookie. Or maybe very, very dumb. TBD. Oh. Okay, okay. See, he's good. So, yeah, you, you think that really hard, and you feel the thoughts kind of, like, trickling out of your mind? It's not a quick process. It takes a minute. But you get a response, and it says... <gasps> Come find me. I'm one floor down. Help. No! <laughs> Won't you help me, Gavin? I'm trapped. Uh you're you're stuck? You're you're trapped? How was there an accident? And we're a rescue team. Oh gosh. There was. And I'm I'm stuck. I'm in a a dark room and no one can hear me. I I can hear you. Why can I hear you? Can't you just yell for help like a normal trapped person? There's no reply to that. I don't reply to their not reply. That's fair. Okay. So, so while this side convo is happening, does Hannes notice anything? So Gavin seems kind of weird. Gavin's like stopped stress eating. He has like a chip up to his mouth, but hasn't taken a bite (laughs) and just is like focusing very intently on the empty chair in front of him. (laughs) Gavin, is everything okay? Uh, Oh, yeah. um, Sure. Yeah. I was just uh, thinking about Cheetos again. (laughs) You know me. (laughs) (laughs) Cheetos. Yes, I I have heard of this very American snack. Hannes, in this moment, the back of your head starts to get kind of fuzzy. Oh, no, it doesn't. It does. <laughs> you hear a voice. <laughs> Help me, Hannes. I look at Gunther. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're right next to me, good boy. You'll, you'll <laughs> give him a pat. Gunther looks happy and is panting and like happy wags his tail at you. And you hear, Help me, Hannes. And you're, you're starting to get like a slight headache. Oh. Do you hear that? Do you say it out loud? Yes. Sky kind of looks at you. I, I I didn't say anything. And then Roger, Carlos, and Bill all look at each other and they're like, uh, n- no? Like, uh, do you hear, do we hear what? And at that moment, you hear a voice coming from Sky's walkie-talkie. Uh, Sky, they're not going to be able to leave anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> you might want to get them set with a room in one of the dorms. Uh, oh, okay. Um, and Sky is gonna get up and be like, "Well, I guess you're uh, st- staying the night. It's like an adult sleepover." <laughs> Woo! I guess we'll put you up in the second dorms. There's a lot of vacancies there. You can you can pick the empty room that you want. And if you go above room seven, that one's Maroons. And then you stomp on the floorboards all night. Man, he won't sleep a wink, <laughs> and that would just be a tragedy, wouldn't it? I think I know which room I would like to have. Hannes, you hear in your head. It's a trap. Don't go there. Help me, Hannes. I have no idea how Hannes would respond to this, because it doesn't make logical sense. Mm-hmm. So I think he would say out loud again, There, there it is again. Do, do you hear this again? I, I, I kind of hear something... Two Hans? Is it like a, like a, like a voice? 
Yeah, a voice that is crying for help. Sky looks at you, and her eyes kind of get just a little bit bigger with, like, realization. Oh, no. And says, don't listen to it. It's, you, you, you can't listen to it. You, you can't. It's, it, it's, 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 it. And while she's trying to, like, come up with the words to explain this to you, you both hear loudly in your minds, She's lying. Hannes shoots Gavin a a glance. I make eye contact, like, yeah, I heard it, and I think I'm going to try to use my telekinesis (laughs) to... Your patented technique. uh, Ask, who are you? What, how do you, why do you know if she's lying? Why would I trust you? Can Hannes hear Gavin speaking back to it? You can't. Okay. It says, Gavin, I know you. And then it starts to list things about you. I know you joined the team. At first you were kind of anxious about it, but you you grew to like it. You grew to care about them for your family. I know that you're worried about your friend Emery right now. I know he's in critical condition. He can still make it. They don't want him to make it. Gavin, I know where you came from. I know, I know the pier you were at, where you first fell in love. I know the Ferris wheel you enjoyed riding so much. I know so much about you, Gavin. Gavin, you have to trust me. How do you, how do you know those things? Nobody up here knows this. Not even, not even Ava knows about the Ferris wheel. How do you, who told you? You told me, Gavin. What? I haven't told anybody. I need you to trust me, Gavin. <laughs> Gavin, you you start getting a little bit of a nosebleed. Hmm. Can I make a poll for perception to try to yes, do it. gauge who to trust? Sure. Pull to disengage from the spindly <laughs> tendrils in your uh, mind. Oh! Ooh. Oh! True to form, Jacob coming in clutch with these difficult pulls. Way to be. Yeah, so you you think about it, and it's strange. You get a yearning from the voice. It seems to want help very badly. It doesn't seem to be malicious. Yet. <laughs> I don't know if this information was worth a pull. I'm sorry. No, I don't know. I guess I'm going to... Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask Sky. Although I'm not sure if I trust her either. But what? Uh, what? What is this? Why does it know about me? The second you say that, Sky stops stammering, trying to come up with the words to explain to both of you what's going on, and says, "What does it know about you? What did it say?" Oh shit! I mean, everything. Stuff I haven't told anybody. She looks at everyone else and says, "Did you hear anything like this?" And the three film people all shake their heads now. Yeah, I heard a voice that was asking me to come rescue it. She looks at you and says, don't listen to it. You both need to come with me right now. And she she looks to the three film people and she says, you all stay here. Do you understand me? Stay here. Drink your hot cocoa. And she turns on her heels and walks out the door the way you guys came. I look at Gavin and yeah, follow after her. I, as we're walking away, I'm going to look back at the film people and like 
try to signal like help like get us out figure (laughs) out what the hell's going on plot twist the finale gets saved by the npcs i mean maybe who knows because i thought to ask for help you're welcome (laughs) so you guys leave the mess hall and start walking back towards the reception area at about this time ava captain indigo is leading you back the way you came You guys end up in the reception area when suddenly you feel one of those tremors. Oh, good. (laughs) You guys both kind of stagger a little bit and you hear a like thump against the door. Not the blue one that you just left through or the red one that you're going towards, but the door leading kind of further in. That kind of startles Indigo and he sort of like looks at the door kind of freaked and like puts his hand on his belt but there's nothing there for him to grab oh he's very very tense until the door swings open and you see sky rushing in she has like a red mark on her forehead it seems like with the shake she might have just stumbled and hit her face in the door oh no (laughs) she is leading Hannes and Gavin and she walks up to Indigo and she starts like whispering to him kind of covertly and Ava you hear but Hannes and Gavin you don't sir he's he's talking to them um I I think he's in their head uh I don't I don't I don't know what to do I I'm 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 not sure and you see (laughs) Indigo he just kind of deflates a little bit and goes right Okay, um, filing that one away for later. Uh, for later? <laughs> he turns and he says, thank you, Agent Sky. The two of you, I'm, I'm sorry, I forget your names. You were... <clears throat> My name is Johan von Meissner, but you can call me Hannes for short if this is easier for you. <laughs> uh, Gavin Dixon, sir, do you know how to get this thing out of my head or us out of here or something? Well, the door's right there, son, if you want to leave, but... I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, as there is, you know, the blizzard going on outside. Uh, Johann von Meissner? Hannes, for short. If you prefer. I was just taking Ava to go check on your friends. Would you two like to join us? Uh, Ava is, like, nodding behind Indigo, because at the mention of something is in your heads, she has gone (laughs) wide-eyed. Yeah, this seems good to perhaps have our whole team together, yeah? Yes, it is well known that splitting the party is a terrible, horrible thing and should never be done at any cost. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) If you'll follow me. Scott, you can bring up the rear, I suppose. Uh, And he kind of... We have forgotten to introduce Gunter. (laughs) Oh, that's right. There is a big ass fucking dog with you all. (laughs) You see Indigo, he like sees Gunter and just kind of stares for a second, blinks and is moving on. (laughs) Filing it away. Yep. Filing it away. So, if you all would follow me, and he goes through the red door. It's another L-shaped corridor turning to the right. You see, like, a bunch of different rooms leading off of it, all red doors, and they all have different kind of numbers on them and designations. You see one that just has, like, an H on it, uh, one that has an A, one that has a C, and then one that has, like, a GM. All these doors are, like, metal. They seem uh, very heavy. He takes you to an unlabeled door. It doesn't have like a designation on it. Inside, you see Maroon. 
he has Emery hooked up to a vital scanner from like a hospital. So he's got like his finger in the pulse ox meter and like a blood pressure cuff on him. Heart rate to you guys seems normal. Just seems like he's knocked out. So is this like a hospital room? Oh, no, it's not. You can tell that this is like... I was so excited to describe my character that I forgot to describe the place. It's clearly like some kind of lab. There's a bunch of like old chunky computers where Emery is kind of like lying down is think like a like a high school lab table. Oh, they just have him on a lab bench? Yeah, like one that you would dissect a frog on, but like there's no scalpel. (laughs) Gunter kind of like sees Emery and goes up and is licking his hand. It's a good boy. Um, there's another door leading out of the room. It's on like the right-hand wall. You see the walls are kind of like lined with inlaid shelves. They're backlit. It's, it looks really nice. Like this looks like a high-tech chill facility. And you see jars, each with different kinds of labels on them. Oh, no. Some have like an H with some numbers. Some have an A with some numbers. Huh. Oh. Um, with like odd things huh. floating in them. I'm imagining like apothecary kind of ingredients. Like you're seeing like animal fetuses and stuff. <laughs> you also see uh, one of the tables has like piles and piles of like old cassette tapes on them. There's like a cassette player. Uh. You see like papers kind of scattered about. Some of which have fallen down. You know, this room has been shaking the same as everywhere else. Mm. The biggest stack of cassette tapes, uh, you see a post-it note with the word clean written on it. Interesting. You see there's like uh, weird gloves on a different table. They have some kind of like metallic-y something or other on them. On one of the tables, you see a more clinical setup. There is a microscope and a computer that the terminal's been turned off so you can't really see anything on it. But underneath the microscope, it's one of those, it's not one that you would have in biology class. It looks a little bit more high tech. It's a camera arm with like a plinth that it can like kind of circle around. And on the plinth, you do see a human skull. Oh! It's not fresh. It seems very old. You know, in museums, how skulls can be like brown and have sort of like a weathered leathery texture to them. And that's on the opposite side of the room from Emery. I hate all of this (laughs) right now. I should say, because I don't want you guys to think that this is too grisly. It's, you know, it's weird, but it's not horrific. This looks like weird stuff, but it does look like a clinical-ish lab environment. I'm really surprised that they would bring us into this place, but okay. Yeah. That's fine. (laughs) Indigo is looking into the room as you guys file in, and he says... Maroon, report. And Maroon kind of like looks at Indigo and like goes to like talk to him in the doorway. Uh, What are you guys doing? So I I feel like Ava would have taken like two steps into the room and then stopped in pure horror at this. Just boggled. And then, yeah, she'd go over to Emery to make sure he's like good. That's fair. The heart rate monitor seems to be normal. He's breathing normally. But this is legit. They're not like turning him into like a mummy or something. I mean, I don't know. Jacob, don't laugh. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how you would be able to tell if they were turning him into a mummy or not. There are not canopic jars in the room. Okay, good. Are there rolls and rolls of like gauze or wrapping of any kind? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You look in the corner and it's just packed with toilet paper. It looks like these guys go to Costco and they buy in bulk. (laughs) Smart move. 
Hannes is going to go check out the cassette players. Sure. Gavin? I want to hear this status report. I want to know nice. what happened, what's going on. Okay. Cool. I think that's fine. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't require polls for these these actions. You're all you're all fine. Oh, cool. thank you. So, Hannes, we'll start with you. You go over to the cassette tapes. You see a bunch of papers that are just kind of strewn about the desk. They seem to describe audio recordings of a high school <laughs> as like a header on most of these pages. You see case number 4073. They're kind of talking about how there isn't any kind of like audio distortion. Like it mentions like hauntings and like uh tragic death of a young teenage girl. No, it doesn't talk about that. That's not important. To wow. The, it's, <laughs> hey. It's Rip Grace Julia. That's not important to the investigation. It mentions the term like infestation or like haunting possession of like the tapes in a way that does not make sense to your rational brain. Yeah, Hannes is, I think the credibility of this place has been reduced in his mind because he doesn't believe in ghosts. Gavin, you're by the door. You're like pretending to look at the jars on the walls because there's jars inset on the same wall as the door. Yeah. Very interesting jars. Yeah, they're super interesting. You're looking at a um, pig fetus at like two weeks. That's not long cool. enough for anything to be there. Um, <laughs> this is the joke jar that they put that label on there and they're like, ha ha ha, there's nothing in there, but everyone will try and look and see. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so Gavin, you're like, I don't think two weeks is anything. <laughs> you look at the jar and you hear Maroon say, uh, yeah, Captain, there's not much to report. Guy's knocked out cold. He'll come back, I don't know, an hour or so. But I don't think there's much we can do for him up here, you know? And uh, you hear Indigo say, hmm, good. And um, have you heard him lately? Oh. No, Captain. He's uh, leaving me alone, thankfully. I remember my, <laughs> my stuff. Indigo says, excellent. You're dismissed. And uh, Maroon says, oh, can I... Can I, uh, and he goes like, no, back to the desk. And he's like, fucking God, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. And he, uh, tromps off and Indigo says, well, um, so it, it, uh, seems that your friend is safe. You're all welcome to wait out the storm here and, um, yeah, have a great time. And he slams the door shut. What? Oh, uh, wait, but, but, what? But, but, but sir, um, come to my head. And you, you know how to get it out? You hear him on the other side. His voice is muffled because it's a very thick door. He what? says, Like I said, filing that away for later. Oh, oh my God. You hear him throw a bolt from his side what? of the no. door. Ah! And. Yeah, cool. Excuse so, me. An Arctic kidnapping, huh? I don't know if it's kidnapping, but it's certainly wrongful imprisonment. Yeah. There's no laws in the Arctic. Apparently not. <laughs> Can I try the other door? Like, is that one locked? Uh, yeah, you go to the other door and it is defo locked. Um, okay, okay, no, no one panic. What, what, what in the goodness gracious sakes is going on? Gavin, you said something was in your head. What, what does that mean? I, I, I wish I knew. It's talking to me and it wants help. Oh, 
beans. When, when I was with Indigo, I heard something tell me that he was lying to us. Hannes, have you heard anything? I have heard something. Uh, there has to be a logical explanation for this. <laughs> from behind all of you, from out of the skull, there emerges a spectral figure, long, dark hair, matted and plastered over a really pale, slim face. You see, really, it's only the face that has any sort of definition to it. The rest of the body seems pale and it doesn't have many features, except for the hands. The fingers are too long. They have too many knuckles and (laughs) the nails are filed to points. And all of you hear a new voice. It sounds like a voice that's like pulled apart too long, raspy and guttural. But there is big man. Oh, shit. This episode of Dread and Breakfast is sponsored by Nail Files for all your sharpening needs. Thank you so much for listening to Dread and Breakfast today. We want to thank our friend Cherry Sorbet for this story's amazing artwork. You can find her at Cherry Sorbet on Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. We would also like to thank our friend Gray Voice for the use of their song, My Apartment is a Spaceship, from the album Enter the Void Machine, and also Petromold off of The Dim, the song you are listening to right now. Isn't it nice? You find links to Gray Voice, Cherry Sorbet, and all of our friends and all our own stuff at our website, dnbpod.com. You can follow us on Instagram at dnbpod and on Twitter at dreadandbfast. You should go check out those socials for some updates from the Minnesota Web Festival and the Miami Web Festival, both of which happened last week and both of which we were an official selection in. They were both really amazing, I'm sure. They're in the future when I'm recording this, but in the past when you're listening, so go check out the socials to see if I'm right. If you like the show and you're tired of hearing this, but please do give it a rating or review in whatever app you're listening to it on. It really does help us a lot. And also tell your friends, if they're cool, they'll like it too. And you wouldn't want to deprive them of something that would make them happy, right? Thank you so much for listening. We're back in two weeks with another bone-chilling episode. 